0: Welcome back to another episode of the Toolshed on Colonial Sports Network. My name is Ethan Morrison. Alongside with me, Tyler Gallo, as always. And Tyler, yet another game, another loss for the Colonials. But it seems like they're making some headway and, you know, being able to, um, you know, start to figure things out through these past couple of games obviously the loss against Kentucky on Friday 160 uh, that was a very rough game for them both offensively and defensively and then tonight they lost to the University of Ohio who's a very good mid-major team they lost 85 to 71 saw the game from some um, but we're gonna get into that in a little bit
1: but Tyler what are your initial thoughts on this game well Today, I was really impressed by Jerron Williams and Khalil Spear again. I mean, I've been high on Jaron all season. Uh, Khalil Spear, again, has always been the guy for this team. But the defense really just fell flat today. And that's really what the biggest issue was with this game. You know, they were right in it. They were right in it for most of the first half. And then all of a sudden, as we've seen in all these games, granted they've played some really good teams thus far, the other team goes on a run and they can't match it. And that's really what the issue was today against Ohio.
0: I mean, it wasn't even mostly that. I mean, it wasn't just the second half where that happened. Um, In that first half, they really went back and forth with with each other, trading blows left and right, and then you could see you know, Robert Morris start to then force up shots, and then Ohio would go on a mini run, and then Robert Morris would kind of kick it back into gear and towards the end of the first half, when they brought it within eight, they were down eight at the half, and then Second half rolls around. Trade punches again, left and right. Then Ohio goes on another mini mini run, excuse me. And then same thing. Robert Morris then starts to chip back a little bit. And then Ohio once again to end the game went on a nice little run for them, and ended the game on a high note uh, with a cu- with a three point jumper uh, to end the game. But you know, you can see you can see slowly but surely this team is starting to find a rhythm, finding a groove. Yeah. Ah, uh, with, with their play. And that's something that we were looking for in this game, something that we were looking for back in the Kentucky game. Kind of saw a little bit of there. Now you're starting to see this team slowly start to form into, you know, what we were looking for and what we were looking to see. Exactly. Especially, especially you know, this early in the season, you're playing a very good Ohio team who, you know, beat Cleveland State, uh, who's projected to win the Horizon League in the preseason poll. So you saw them beat Cleveland State. By, I think, 12 on Saturday evening. And then with Robert Morris today, Robert Morris gave them a good fight uh, at times in this game. But you see them lapse um, and, you know, force up shots. And then defensive side lapses, miss a couple of boards, foul a little bit. It's just not all there yet, but we're getting towards... A better a better look of what we're going to be seeing later in the year.
1: Yeah, I agree. But here's the deal: they finally had two guys step up today, big time. Two guys step up, and that was Williams and Spear. They need to find that third guy if they want to win games. That's really been, you know, the issue a little bit all season. You know, they they had a couple of guys, you know, knock a couple of shots. Out. I mean, UCF they had probably I think it was a couple guys in double digits, and then Kentucky had, I think it was one or two. Um, and then tonight, you know. Khalil Spear and Jaron Williams, you know, 22 and 19 respectively. Big output from them. Everybody else sort of just, I guess, not as much as you would like them to get, but I believe they're going to come back home and finally have that chance to play at home in front of a team that they're more than familiar with. Actually, none of these guys are familiar with. Um, none of them played in the NEC. Uh, well, received done played in the NEC, but none of these guys have played against the NEC in a while, so they'll have a it's a good test against Mount St. Mary's, but I believe we talked about earlier that they were probably going to go 0 and 3 through this stretch. There was really no way they come out with more than one win in these three games, and you know it showed that. Mm, yeah. Uh, some other numbers from today's
0: tonight's game. Justin Winston put up 11 points in 25 minutes. Uh, got benched hit, for a little bit. Hit one from the, uh, the hit one three pointer, and then got a technical foul. What happened? Because I saw it, and I don't really know why he got the technical foul. I I wasn't. I was watching on my phone for the good first p- half of that game.
1: Yeah, so the ESPN broadcast said it, and they re-showed it. He was jawing at the guy that was blocking him okay. and was saying it, and then Andy Toole took him off yep. and benched him for the rest of the half.
0: I mean, other than that, other than that mental laughs and technical foul there, he still did very well, getting six boards as well, and you know contributed to the production with Khalil Spear and yeah. Jerron Williams. Um, so just not those two guys. Uh, you still got Justin Winston there, hey. who still had a pretty solid game uh, these past couple of games, especially against that Kentucky team. I, I mean, played all right, but you know, slowly starting to find his groove once again, uh, especially after not playing last season or only a limited amount of m- yeah. minutes. Um, also, um, for Ohio on Ohio side, Jason Carter led the way for them with 18 points and 11 rebounds. Also, uh, Ben uh, Vanderplas. Had 17 points and 11 rebounds. Two guys uh, getting a double-double in this game for um, Ohio as well as Mark Sears. Their leading scorer on the year was averaging 21 points. He puts up 16 tonight um, with three steals in the the game. And then another two guys, Ben Roderick, put up 14. And London McDay put up 11 points for them. But, you know, looking at this Robert Morris team, they shot the ball better than Ohio in this game, which is really something where you saw against UCF and you saw against Kentucky. They struggled with shooting the ball. Now, first half, they did struggle beyond the arc, shooting 22%, but really picked it up in the second half, shooting 4-for-8, 50% from three-point land, from downtown. And, you know, just overall from the field, shooting an overall 49.1% compared to Ohio's 46%. And then from beyond the arc, 35%, compared to Ohio, the Bobcats, 30%. So, slowly but surely, like I said, you're starting to see this team, you know, make some strides, and Kent just needs to put it all together. And I hope we're going to be seeing that on Friday.
1: Yeah, and luckily for them, their non-conference schedule gets a little bit easier going here on out. they got teams like Florida Gulf Coast, they got Davidson, Lancaster Bible College. And, you know, this game against Mount St. Mary's, which I think is going to probably be their first win of the season, I think we'll see the team come out flying their first home game of the year, first game in front of fans at home in a long time. Most of these guys' first experience with a crowd at the event center. And what better way to do it against an old foe like Mount St. Mary's and come in and put on a good show. But, yeah, I think, you know, we really saw today how well they can shoot when they put it together. And that was all of probably the first 15 minutes of this game today. Mm
0: -hmm. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Uh, so yeah, since we're on the topic of Mount St. Mary's, let's let's preview that matchup um, on Friday at seven o'clock, November nineteenth. Robert Morris will host the Mount at home at the EPMC Events Center. First time fans will be in the building um, since the twenty twenty NEC Championship game. Mount St. Mary's is one and two overall on the year. They played um, against Villanova to open up the year, losing ninety one to fifty one, and then had their home opener against uh, Washington. Uh, Maryland, which was a team in Maryland, uh, <laughs> they beat them pretty easily, yeah. one seventeen to sixty two, and they had played against a ten school, Saint Joseph's, back on Saturday on the road in Philly, losing that game eighty to sixty, and then they obviously before they travel to Moon Township, they have a date with Kentucky as part of the Kentucky Classic on Tuesday, November sixteenth at seven o'clock. Um, Kentucky moved a little bit down in the rankings. I think they're at like 14 or 15 now. Yeah. Um, after their loss to Duke, and then they were able to beat Robert Morris, obviously. But that, but they got Robert Morris. So, who are you looking at on the Mount St. Mary's side that's going to match up well against Robert Morris in this one?
1: Well, um, you know, how who are you looking at first? I need to get a re- little refresher on their roster. I mean, yeah, I mean they lost Damian Chong. Yeah, that was that was the guy I was thinking of. That was a big loss um, for them this year. Yeah, they lost them last
0: uh, to the portal. He's actually now on Purdue Fort Wayne, but um, Malik Jefferson is a player to look out for for them. Um, He's been playing very well, averaging about 18 minutes a game, averaging 13 points on the year with five rebounds as well. Also, um, Jalen Benjamin is also another guy to look out for, averaging 11 and um, 11 and I think, what is it? Averaging 11 points on the year. Yes, that's right. But yeah, you know, those are two big guys that you're going to be looking out for. Yeah. Um, Especially Malik Jefferson being a forward and Jalen Benjam- Benjamin, Jalen uh, Benjamin being a guard. Those are two guys that Robert Morris is definitely going to have to key in on. Um, they're definitely going to have hopefully an advantage on the size end of things. But you know, definitely a game that Robert Morris uh, should have a pretty good grasp on, especially being their home opener.
1: Yeah, and uh, another guy I'm looking. Um, at is Nana Opoku, who been pretty sneaky this year for this team. You know, he was held pretty much in check by St. Joe's, but 14 against Washington and, and 11 against Villanova, and he's grabbing you know considerable amount of rebounds per game, averaging about 4.7 right now. The senior from Woodbridge, he's a guy that I think maybe you know bullies some of the Robert Morris players down low if they do get that chance, like we saw with Oscar Sheboy. I mean, he's a big dude. He's six nine two fifteen, so. You know, if they don't have Stone back in time, you know, he could be getting in some good battles with Khalil Spear. Definitely. That is true. I mean, Robert Morris, I think the key for them is just to get the guard
0: play going. Yeah. Um that's something that they've struggled with. They haven't been consistent from the outside shooting. Guard play has been inconsistent at times, especially um when they're trying for those floaters from those mid range jumpers. That's really something that has been lacking for them. The forwards have been able to pave the way for this team, and that's where I think Robert Morris, if they're going to have success in this game, they're going to have to get contributions from the guards um, more than they have earlier in the season. I mean, Rasheem Dunn had a decent first game, and then he's kind of fallen off over these past two. Michael Green had a solid game against Kentucky, fell, fell off today only scoring five points, had a couple of his shots blocked. Yeah, I mean, I mean, with he, with with Michael Green, he, when you when you look at him, he was able to find way. He was able to shift and maneuver his way, even when he was driving towards the hoop. Which for a guy of his size is very impressive. Able to yeah. you know get through and uh, slice his way through, slash his way through the defenders. But tonight it was just not his night there in that department. Only scoring five, missing some of his outside shots. But you know, guard play definitely has to take a step up, especially not even after, not even for this game but also Davidson a week after. So definitely going to be something that the guards will have to improve upon um, this upcoming week leading up to this game.
1: Yeah, right, and, you know, Michael Green is a guy we know how well he can control the tempo and control the floor. Like we saw it against Kentucky, he settled him down a little bit. Same thing in the first game of the season against Central Florida, but tonight just really didn't see it from him. You know, he went 2-for-11 from the field and 1-for-6 from beyond the arc, which is not going to get it done by any means. Only five points on the night. And then we saw, you know, Jerron Williams come in and drop a clean 19 off the bench, which was pretty special for me. Uh, but, yeah, Rasheem Dunn had a better game today than he did against Kentucky. He's, again, starting probably to, you know, come into his own a little bit. You know, it's, it's a bit different than St. John's in the Big East, but, you know, he's coming out here with, a, with some hopefully some flair on Friday night.
0: Yeah, I mean, you just hope this team, you know, continues to take the small steps into being a cohesive unit and it all starts on Friday.
1: Tyler, is there anything you would like to add before we wrap up this episode? Keep tuning in. Keep listening to us. Follow us on Twitter if you want to. But yeah, I'm excited for this game on Friday. You know, I won't be able to watch it because I have a game of myself, but this is a team that has been waiting for so long to finally play again in front of the home fans. You know, last year was tough, and I'm really excited for this first game back at home.
0: Yeah, and just some news and notes from uh, earlier today. Um, Brandon Stone and Camp have been out uh, for the first three games of the season, they've been battling some injuries. They are listed as day-to-day, so hopefully we're going to get to see both of them back in action. If not, on Friday, hopefully with that week uh, leading up, that week off, hopefully they have some time to rest, recover, get ready, get set for their game against Davidson on the 27th. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Tool Shed. For Ethan Morrison, Tyler Gallo joining me as well. We will see you next time
1: send me I know you send me darling you